Arthur Brown, Mysteries. Adventures in excitement and suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation, Carter Brown. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Carter Brown with another of my books for you. A story I've called Belladonna Was Poison. You could also call it Tempest in Television, only I wouldn't like to think this sort of thing normally happened in TV. As for my hero, well, I'm not going to tell you anything about him, except his name, Rock Stone. You can find out everything else from him. In the glare of the bright lights, the woman backed away from me. Her beautiful features contorted in fear and dismay. One elegant hand crept up to her mouth, and the tense posture of her body indicated the tumult of her racing thoughts. I stared at her, impassive, implacable, with just the faintest trace of a smile on my lips. Her voice, when it came, was husky and low. You know. I know, Mrs. West. I knew from the time you failed to identify your husband's body as your husband. I knew you were not Mrs. Adele West at all, but her twin sister, Adeline. You impersonated your sister in the hope of stealing the West Diamonds. You devil. You murdered your sister so that you could take her place. What you didn't know, Adeline, was that only three hours before she had murdered her husband to prevent him discovering that she had pawned the West Diamonds to pay her gambling debts. I guess it's hopeless trying to fool you, Inspector Stone. You can't fool the homicide squad. Uh, and don't bother to open your purse and grab for that gun inside. <laughs> I took the precaution of emptying it ten minutes ago. You, you... Okay, Sergeant. Take her away. It's like I always say, folks. There's no future in murder. Clue to next week's show will be seen in the windows of our sponsor, Lacey's Departmental Store, on Thursday morning. Make sure you take a good look, friends. A clue in itself can be a small thing, but it can lead to the electric chair. So, till next week, this is Inspector Rockstone bidding you good night. Tune in next week, same time, same channel, for another story starring Rockstone as the inspector, who proves that there's no future in murder. Well, wraps it up for the night. All right, Fred, you can strike now. <laughs> that last scene played beautifully, I thought, Rock. Say, thanks, honey. It was fun being in the show with you. Do you think our producer was happy about it? Our producer, Miss Arlene Molden, is a woman, but definitely... And who can tell what a woman thinks, huh? Only another woman. So long, Rock. <laughs> so long, honey. Well, that's another one over. It was a good show, Rock. Arlene, coming from you, that's really something. Why? Am I such a tyrant? No. But there are enough distractions for an actor working in TV without a producer who puts so much vitality into her vital statistics. <laughs> you want to pass snappy cracks like that onto Sam Long. You might be able to use them in next week's script. <laughs> and speaking of which... What's the gimmick for Lacey's window display the next show? It's a Lulu. Let's walk over to your dressing room and I'll tell you all about it. Fine. This noise isn't doing my ulcer any good. You read Sam's script for the next show? 
Belladonna was poison, he's called it. Oh, I had a quick look at it. Well, we've had two dummies made, one of you and one of the girl who's murdered. Mm. The window dressers will set them up in the window, and on Thursday morning, when the blinds are lifted, the public will see you just entering the room with the girl's body slumped in a chair and an upturned glass on the table beside her. Yeah, what's the vinyl clue? The upturned glass, stupid. Don't you remember in the script the girl is poisoned with Belladonna? In her last moment, she turns the glass upside down. What for? It gives a clue to the poisoner. The butler did it. And the butler always keeps the glasses upside down in the liquor cabinet. Holy cow. Did Sam Long dream it up all by himself? You worry about your acting. I'll worry about the script. Well, there's something else I'm worried about. What? These stunts you pull every week to tie in with the show, like this gimmick in Lacey's window. You know, I think we should drop them. Not on your life. They're worth thousands of dollars in publicity. Look, I had a nasty phone call from a real inspector of homicide last week about that stunt of yours with a girl in her underwear being chased by a gunman down Fifth Street. Well, Inspector Jakes was very annoyed about the whole thing. Forget it, Rock. We'll make a sizable contribution to the police pension fund or something the next couple of weeks. That'll keep them quiet. Anyway, this scene in Lacey's window shouldn't upset them. I hope you're right, but I doubt it. Inspector Jakes made a lot of rude remarks to me. Maybe he doesn't like your acting. Mm-hmm. Well, you better go and get your makeup off and have a good rest. I'll pick you up at seven on Thursday morning. Seven? Hey, that's in the middle of the night. Uh, why should I be there? You usually handle these things yourself. You're featured in this display. You're a dummy, remember? Yeah, you flatter me. Oh, what a way to make a living. Honey, I'd feel sorry for you if it wasn't for all that money you're making. <laughs> Mr. Stone, thank goodness you've come. Yeah? I've been waiting for you to come home. Oh, Mr. Stone, I have to talk to now, you. Now, look, baby, I'm awfully tired. I'm about to open this door and hit the hay. You know, cannot oh, wait. It's urgent, Mr. Stone. Oh, okay, you, you better come in. Yeah. Now then, what's all this about? My name is Hannah Vogue, Mr. Stone. I'm an actress. Oh, congratulations. I'm playing on one of your shows next week. Well, that's fine. I'm frightened, Mr. Stone. There's something wrong, terribly wrong. If it's as bad as that, I can probably get them to rewrite your part for you. I don't mean with my part or the show. I'm talking about real life. It affects you as well as me. It affects the whole show. I only found out by accident, and I'm scared, Mr. Stone. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid to go to the police because they won't believe me. And then he'll know, and I'll be... Hey, is this some elaborate kind of a gag? I knew it. You won't believe me either. You think I'm crazy before I've even told you what it's all about. Honey, can you blame me? But go on, I'll listen. No, what's the use? It's no good you won't believe me. No one will believe me. We must be dreaming. And I'm not even in bed. It was Thursday morning, just before Lacey's departmental store was due to open for business. Outside, there was already a crowd spilling over the sidewalk. Inside, there was a character with rimless glasses and a fixed smile. Arlene Mould introduced us. Rock, this is Lacey's manager, Mr. Sebastian Sheep. An honor to meet you, Mr. Stone. Oh, or should I say, Inspector? With a name like that and a line of dialogue like that, is he real? I, I beg your pardon. Oh, Mr. Stone likes his little joke. Remember Lacey's sponsor, the show? Well, I mean, uh, well uh, perhaps you'd like to take a look at the display before we lift the blinds? I think you'll be very pleased with it. We'd love to take a look, Mr. Sheep. Splendid. There we are. You can step right into the window. Just take care not to disturb anything. The dummies are remarkable, I think. Just look at your likeness, Mr. Stone. Mm. How do you like meeting your double and the girl? Hey, isn't that Hannah Vogue? It's a dummy of her. I didn't know you knew her. Oh, we met. 
It's amazingly lifelike, isn't it? Amazing. Say, the gleam in that red hair. And how do you like that skin texture? Man, it looks like the real thing. Say, so I wonder if it feels the same. Ah! Don't do that. I must say, for a man who plays the part of a homicide cop, you're unduly sensitive to atmosphere. You, you, don't, you don't understand. It, 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 that, it's it, a compliment to our window dresses. Is that what you mean, Mr. Storm? It, I, I tell you, it, it, give me a hand, Arlene. Oh, oh darling, how touching, but this isn't the place to hold hands. I don't want to hold it. I, I want to guide it. And you, you feel... Oh, well, of all that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see what I mean? She's real. She's been murdered. Murdered? We'll have to get the police. Yes. Yes, but we'll have to get the newspapers first. What? Do you realize this is the greatest publicity gimmick of all time? A real murder. A real corpse taking the place of a dummy in a window display. I am thinking of it. And it's making my insides churn. I'll call the papers first. I want them to get pictures of the police coming in the window. Then I'll call homicide. Homicide. That means Inspector Jakes. I suppose so. Why? Goodbye. Where are you going? South America. Don't be stupid, Rob. Stupid? That Inspector Jakes was rude to me about a traffic block. What's he going to be about a murder? Well, 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 a great Inspector Stone, a wonder boy of Copland. There's no future in murder, he says, and he says it every week. <laughs> Hello, Inspector. And now you've turned up a real-life corpse. It just so happens that the corpse is part of one of your corny publicity stunts. Did she volunteer to die for you? I don't know a thing about it, Inspector Jake's honest. By a remarkable coincidence, every newspaper in town gets to hear about the murder before homicide does. You wouldn't have anything to do with that, would you, Inspector? Oh, no. Well, I'm, I'm going to do the right thing by you, Inspector. I wouldn't spoil your show for anything. Never let it be said that the homicide squad doesn't appreciate a fellow fighter against crime. Let the press boys in, Sergeant. <clears throat> okay, okay, quiet. That's better. Now I'm giving you boys a break. You can quote me on all of this. Hey, you feeling all right, Inspector? Yeah, I'm feeling fine. I'm never better. You boys know what's happened? The window was set for a publicity stunt for the TV show. There's no future in murder. Someone substituted a real corpse for the dummy. That's not telling us a thing worth quoting. I haven't finished. This is the bit that will interest you. I've uh, just been talking to Inspector Rockstone here. And he wants to go on record as saying that uh, no one is going to get away with murder on his show. Oh, now, look. He I says he personally pledges himself to bring the murderer to justice, to solve his crime. I didn't. And what's more, he doesn't wish for the cooperation of the homicide squad. He intends to handle it alone. Hey, is that right? <laughs> That's a story for you. A real-life murderer turns Stone into a real-life cop. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he'll get himself murdered in the process. Boy, what a story. Okay, now you can blow. You get the story, and I, uh, I hope you play it up big. I go on record as saying that the police department has the greatest respect for Inspector Stone's deductive powers, and they also know he has a hot lead which may well take him straight to the murderer. Inspector Jakes, what's the idea? I've given you a break. That's what? Every Tuesday night... You're so smart with a script somebody's written for you. Let's see how smart you are without a script. But that crack about my having a hot lead. Supposing the murderer reads that. He might believe it. He probably will. He, he might kill me. You never know. 
We might be lucky at that. Yeah, but I don't want to... I've given it to you on a plate. The camera's focused right on you. Go to it, Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> 